Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Lunch had been nice, he supposed. Lynn had taken him to a takeaway, a small bakery selling sandwiches and other pastries and cakes, along with honestly pretty excessive milkshakes, before walking to a park to find a bench to sit on. It was definitely the type of park he would have expected to find in Winterdrift. Tall trees and perfectly pruned flower beds. A man playing a lute nearby, not for money, but just to enjoy it. It was idyllic, and Caelan was torn between wanting to live here and knowing he'd get bored in less than a day. They joked between each other, talking about everything and nothing in between people watching. It was nice, in a way, if a little too domestic for Caelan's taste, but a nice respite from his normal life. Not that he'd be particularly upset when they got to Hirondale and they'd have to go their separate ways. That's all this was, a respite. Nothing more. Len had given him a map to the library he was spending his afternoon in, along with detailed instructions on how to get in if he needed to. He thought the small wax stamp that the elf gave him to signify he was actually in his employ was a bit much, and hopefully he wouldn't need it. The time apart would probably do them both some good. The gods knew that having to spend so long with one person without a break was sure to either drive you insane or drive a wedge between you. In the end, he'd found a small bookshop, attached to a small cafe that seemed perfect for what he wanted. The bell rang as soon as he'd walked in, filling the entirety of the tiny shop and letting them know he'd arrived. For a while, it seemed that there was no one manning the counter, until an elderly gnome woman seemingly appeared from nowhere behind some bookshelves and made her way up to the counter. Kaylin smiled politely before heading back to peruse her stock for a while. A particularly interesting novel caught his eye, not something he would usually go for, but he did fancy a change once in a while. He had to use his own money to pay for it, which he was annoyingly running rather short on, but he didn't want to deal with the amount of change that would come from breaking one of the platinum pieces here. Nor did he want to draw too much attention to himself by pulling that amount of money out to pay for a small couple copper pieces book. Eventually he managed to find a small corner in the cafe, near to the fire, and ordered a coffee to keep him alert for the rest of the afternoon as he settled in. As fun as it sounded to take a nap here, he was in the middle of an unknown city and he'd rather not get himself ambushed. A part of him wanted to curl his feet upon the sofa, but he didn't really know the custom here. Would it be rude? Probably. He'd just have to deal with trying to get as horizontal as he physically could without putting his feet upon the furniture. The gnome finally came over with his coffee, placing it carefully on the table before hovering around for a few moments. Kalen tried not to notice, he did, but after a minute or two he couldn't help but look up with a smile. Can I help you? he asked in a friendly voice. He'd tipped enough, right? 
He could never remember just how much he was expected to in different cities. The gnome looked embarrassed, and it was only then that Caelan realised she had been in some sort of turmoil whether or not to actually speak. Well, no, I was just wondering if I could help you, she replied, looking back and forth between Caelan and the chair opposite him. The half-elf couldn't help but look around the shop. There was a woman looking at books towards the back of the cramped space, but other than that there were no more customers. It must have been a quiet day. Well, uh, I'm fine with just my coffee for now. I just ate, but thank you, he responded, hoping to get the woman to go away without offending her too much. Ah, uh, well, no, the gnome continued, looking so torn that Caelan half wanted to be able to put her out of her misery. It's just... You're involved with the Chasso boy, aren't you? Caelan couldn't help but pause at that. The word involved was a bit much, maybe, but he supposed from an outside perspective the two of them eating lunch and maybe making out a little in the park did look somewhat like a date. But that had only just happened. Had someone followed him here? Or did word really just travel that fast in cities? He couldn't help but take stock of his surroundings, preparing himself in case he needed to escape. I'm actually his bodyguard. Caelan clarified, sitting up further in his seat while trying not to look too on edge at the questioning. There could still be some innocent explanation for this. The woman did look friendly after all, but Caelan learnt long ago not to judge a book by its cover. I wanted to warn you, the gnome said, appearing to gain more and more confidence the longer this conversation went on, which Caelan had to admit really didn't do much for his paranoia. About what? His book was forgotten now, and he sat almost forward in his seat. Lynn had mentioned bounties on his head. Maybe this was related to that? Maybe this lady knew about some plot against his life or a potential kidnapping. In any case, even Caelan was smart enough to know that any information could be important. That boy is cursed. Okay, that wasn't what Caelan expected at all. Sure, Lynn was a little clumsy and he had managed to attract exactly the wrong attention the first night of being out in the wilderness, but that didn't necessarily mean he was cursed. Hell, Caelan felt he was more likely to be cursed than that. Anyone he spends time with, anyone he touches, meets a tragic end, the gnome continued, seeming to find her flow now. She wasn't concerned for Lynn, she was concerned for Caelan. What do you mean? He asked, gesturing for the woman to join him across the table but still lowering his voice. You never knew just who could be listening at any time. The gnome took the hint, hopping up on the opposite chair and matching him in the same quiet tone. How much do you know? She asked, and Caelan shook his head, indicating that he knew absolutely nothing before the gnome sighed and continued on with her tale. The Chassos are, or more accurately, were the last great house of the Star Elves. Rumours of their curse have been about longer than I've been alive, but that boy seemed to exacerbate it. Why, the most powerful wizarding family in the country, maybe even the world, to give birth to a child without the ability for any magic power? What else but a curse? Lynn couldn't help but grimace a little. 
People were far too quick to assign blame to a curse nowadays, and even if he didn't understand it, Lynn had been insistent that his lack of magic had a scientific explanation behind it. But the gnome didn't appear to have finished. And then the tragedy struck, she continued, and at least she did look genuinely upset. It was such a shame. So many young lives snuffed all out at once. Kaylin raised an eyebrow at that. Usually if there had been some kind of massacre, the news would have reached even the most remotest part of the continent. You didn't hear? Where have you even been? He could see her eyeing him with scepticism, and it didn't feel great. He'd been travelling from town to town, mostly in the south of the country and in rural areas, taking on odd jobs, clearing out a cave of monsters, that kind of thing. News hadn't really reached him that far out from civilization. He could do nothing but shrug in response, not really wanting to go through his life story with this woman. She still looked a little concerned, almost as if she didn't believe him, but finally she sighed and continued with her story. The whole Chasso family were killed. No one knows who did it or what happened, just everyone but one of the sons was dead. Not just in one day either, but over a few weeks. Lynn's immediate family went first, then some of the older remaining members, and slowly it blossomed out until there aren't many left. Star Elves certainly are a dying breed right about now. Some of the most powerful wizards knocked out all in one go. Nothing natural could have done that. The Chesso curse struck again. Kaelin kept staring for a while, waiting for the gnome to elaborate or say it was some kind of joke or something but she just looked at him with utter seriousness. He thought for a few seconds before nodding slightly to her. Thank you for letting me know. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have some thinking to do. That evening, he was sat opposite Lynn in the kitchen of the house they were staying in. Well, he said house, it really was more of a mansion. The kitchen itself seemed like it was made to cater to grand parties, not just two guys sat around eating dinner. Not that dinner wasn't good. He'd eaten much better on the road since he'd joined up with Lynn, but this... this was something else. The elf had met him back at the house with some cuts of steak and a variety of fresh vegetables, and had spent the last hour or so running around trying to get it all cooked while Kaelin sat back and watched, making polite conversation where he could. He was torn. A part of him wanted to ask about what had happened, get more information on what just went down that day. But another part of him realised that maybe it just wasn't his business at all. Lynn had been nothing but nice to him, and obviously he wasn't a danger. Surely he would have mentioned something if he thought something was out of risk of hurting either of them. Copper for your thoughts? Lynn asked, taking a bite of his steak with a smile, and Kaelin realised he must have been quiet for slightly too long as he contemplated. Oh, it's nothing really, he responded easily, and Lynn seemed to fall for the lie. Just thinking about the book I bought earlier. It's good. And that was the trick to lying mix as much of the truth in there as possible. It was a good book, and he had been enjoying it. A part of him couldn't wait to get back to it as soon as possible. Oh, what's it about? Lynn asked curiously, and Kaylin would have had to be blind not to see the opportunity there. 
He had seemed to believe the last lie pretty easily. What was the harm with going in with another? It's about a curse, Caelan responded, watching Lynn's face carefully. He didn't seem to react with anything except genuine intrigue. Oh? He asked, one ear actually pricking up in interest, and that told Caelan all he needed to know. Controlling your ears as an elf was incredibly difficult. Lynn couldn't be concerned about it, otherwise his ears would still be pinned back. What kind of a curse is it? Caelan waved his fork casually, as if he was trying to brush off the conversation. Oh, nothing particularly interesting. Just a guy that curses everyone around him. Kind of a King Midas kind of tale. I'm enjoying it more from the characters than the plot and the writing. Lynn nodded, and if he was worried about the conversation, he was incredibly good at hiding it. Oh, um, could I borrow it once you're finished? It sounds interesting. Although, if it's written poorly, it might annoy me. I'm a bit of a stickler like that. He shrugged, following it with a small smile as if he was trying to apologise for it. And ah, that might lead to a problem. The book wasn't terribly written, and it definitely wasn't about what Caelan had said it was about. Maybe he could try and find one like it before he claimed he had finished it? But that seemed like searching for a needle in a haystack, and Lynn had already figured out just how fast of a reader he was at this point. Of course. No use buying another copy when you can just borrow mine, right? He said casually, hiding his concern at how he was going to find a book that was like what he had described. Yeah, Lynn responded, and Caelan wondered if he was this easy to lie to all the time, or if it was just because it was him. You know, I have a lot of books upstairs that I rarely read anymore, if you wanted to borrow them. Caelan agreed before getting back to eating easily. This journey had been igniting all sorts of feelings inside him. Lynn was nice, sure, and he was glad he wasn't stuck with someone who was so far up their own ass that they didn't know it, or... Someone who didn't want to talk at all, or someone who just saw him as a possession to throw to the side. But on the other hand, it was all so domestic. Like they were husbands, more than an employer and an employee. And Caelan didn't want that. He didn't know if he was ready for that just yet. Lynn had already offered him more odd jobs when he got to Hirondale, and it was an amazing offer. He could stay there in the city, find a small apartment somewhere. It would be a steady stream of income and the gods knew that there was enough rich people in Hirondale who wanted to hire bards for a variety of reasons. It was a short three-day journey back to his parents, which was much shorter than where he had been for the last six months or so, and it wasn't like his dad was getting any younger. But that involved spending more and more time around this elf, and whereas he wouldn't complain as such, he wasn't sure if they wanted the same thing. Sure, the sex was good and Lynn was gorgeous, but Caelan would hate to string him along if he was looking for something more than that. Caelan didn't want a boyfriend, didn't want a relationship, and sure, he'd been with enough people who most certainly thought they were going to make an honest husband out of him, but it was hard to explain. Lynn was nicer than them. He didn't push Caelan into things he didn't want to do. He didn't try and bribe him with gifts, even though the gods knew he could probably afford to. He wasn't pushy about taking their relationship any further, or asking for them to become exclusive or anything like that. Are you sure you're okay? 
Lynn asked after a while, and Caelan realised he'd been lost in his own thoughts again for far too long. This wasn't fair on Lynn to do this here in front of him. He had plenty of time to figure it all out anyway. Of course, he responded with a smile, finishing up the last of his food. Now, didn't you mention something about dessert? 